2: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Boy, were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website
4: for details. It's Two Dudes in a Kitchen with Tyler Florence. And Wells Adams, an iHeartRadio podcast. All right, welcome into Two Dudes in a Kitchen. I'm Wells Adams alongside... Tyler Florence. Hi, everybody. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Are, are you, have you been able to, like, um... To run off the caffeine that you (laughs) drank last episode when you drank six Starbucks drinks in a row?
3: you know it's so interesting because like starbucks put so much work and 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 everybody loves it right their big holiday launches, kind of starting off in the and the first of the fall with their pumpkin spice latte and then they have a whole kind of christmas launch so last episode we got a chance to try all six of their new coffee offerings not my thing necessarily you know i I don't really consume a lot of sugar there's a lot of sugar in all those drinks uh but uh, there's a few that kind of stood out it was really good but that's my normal jam from a caffeine standpoint anyway i I am a caffeine like junkie. I love coffee, and so to me, it was kind of a fun taste test.
4: Yeah, your favorite, I, th- I believe, was the Irish cream cold brew, which I went yeah. and tried, and it's very good.
3: I think it's really good. It's got a nice kick. You actually taste the coffee, so it's not just sort of like you know, like wet pumpkin pie. You know, it's like so there's actually some some there there in the coffee world. It's nice.
4: Yeah. Well, tis the season for um, sugary treats, and this episode is all going to be predicated around desserts. Um, We've got a couple ladies who have been doing a weird thing with butterboard trends and instead switching it out for uh, frosting trends. And then later on the episode, we are going to have the man, the myth, the legend, a guy who's been working at Godiva Chocolate since 1988 in Chef Terry. This episode is going to be very, very good. And also, it might affect your blood sugar level
3: it might it might It like like you know christmas more than most holidays everyone's baking everybody's talking about that i think this is gonna be a fantastic episode now when it comes to cookies my friend do, mm-hmm. do you do, is there a cookie that really kind of stands out in your heart like is there one that's like that's my absolute go-to are you a cookie guy i am a cookie guy i'm a chocolate chip guy for
4: sure yeah. Um I do like soft baked or half baked cookies. Yeah. Um big into like the gooiness. But hey man, you li- you live up in San Francisco. Um growing up there was a ice cream cookie that was the bomb. It's it's. You've had an itsit?
3: I have a freezer full of It's. it's. What are they you talking are about? I keep so It's so it's. good. I keep It's It's. Yeah, man, yeah. those are great. Those are, that's a, uh, um, yeah, it's like South San Francisco. It's a great company. They make a great product.
4: Yeah. If you ever get a chance to have an It's It, do yourself a favor and grab one. They are phenomenal. Uh, all right. It's It's are uh, it for me. What is your like favorite cookie thing?
3: So, I to me, like there's, there's a, a you know how, how uh, Superman uh, has kryptonite? Yeah. Right. And there's this one thing that just takes the guy down. Uh, for for me, it's cookies, right? And so honestly, when uh, my, my my wife and and I, I know she does this on purpose because this I, I don't know how she can avoid it. but she'll she'll when she gets like a, a grocery order or she goes to the grocery store or she's baking specifically, she puts the cookies right next to my espresso machine in the morning because when I get out, that's my first go-to stop. And I'll look over. I'm like, Damn, there's cookies right there. And I literally eat one, maybe two, while I'm waiting for the coffee machine to warm up. Like, I like cookies- so much. And I think now it's kind of getting to the holiday season. So a couple of things in particular that I, I I think really kind of stand out to me. Like if you go on to like foodnetwork.com, my big fat chocolate chip cookie recipe is kind of like one of our benchmarks. It is, it's a perfectly balanced, fantastic recipe. It's both crispy and chewy all at the same time. Um, and if you if you take the 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 chocolate chip out of it you could actually add chopped pecans chopped walnuts you could add raisins and and uh, oatmeal to it it's actually a really good roadmap recipe to do a couple other variations on that but it is so incredibly delicious it's so good so check it out my big fat chocolate chip cookie recipe on food network i think it's really great but then when it comes to cookies specifically itself so um my white chocolate cranberry macadamia nut cookie bro right? Like let Ooh. that soak in, let that soak in your soul for a second. Yeah, White chocolate, cranberry, macadamia nut. I don't think there's a better cookie on planet earth. And, and mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying it, fight me if you want to, but I think that's the best cookie on planet earth. It is, it's, it's got like the chewy kind of crazen thing going on with the dried cranberries, like salty macadamia nut. It's, it's the, it's the ethereal nut of nuts. There's nothing better than a macadamia nut. And then I really, I'm here for white chocolate. A lot of people like say white chocolate's not really chocolate. I'm here for it. I think white chocolate's delicious. So I think that's, a, and again, these recipes, you can Google them, Tyler Florence, white chocolate, cranberry macadamia nut cookie that's out there also. But but another thing that I think is really kind of fun, because when you start to bake, it seems to be that moment that you can really kind of connect with your family, specifically with your kids. I think sugar cookies are those great cookies that you, so you make one really, really good dough Roll it out, um, get some fun uh, cookie cutter shapes like Christmas trees, Santa Claus hats, candy canes, that kind of thing, and then pop off really good shapes and bake them. Those are so much fun. So, and we we have really great versions of all these recipes online. Just Google search like Tyler Florence sugar cookie, Tyler Florence my big fat chocolate chip cookie, so on and so on. So, lots of really great content out there for you guys to kind of jump into. Great like resources for all this kind of stuff. But this is the season. And I'm the guy and I'm, I'm, I'm a cookie monster, I'm cookie monster, my friend, and I'm here for it. And so I, I think uh, it, it's that season uh, to really kind of get in the kitchen, start baking stuff. The other thing that I really like a lot, um, it's called Christmas trash. You know what this is?
4: No, I just assume that's like all the wrapping paper uh, on Christmas Day that you got to throw away
3: so everybody who's listening to this podcast right now knows about Christmas trash. Okay. They, they know how special this is. So, so it's, it's, it's a recipe and I don't know if I know the full um, uh, uh, iteration of this kind of where it came from. Apparently it was on the back of, of a Chex mix box. Right. And again, kind of go, we talk about this stuff all the time? Salty sweet flavor combinations. Right. So this is the pinnacle of all that. Right. So, so it, it's a combination of Chex mix, salty pretzels, cashew nuts, M&Ms melted with white chocolate tossed together and then dried so it's both crispy from the white chocolate but also salty and sweet at the same time. That's that sort of like grab grab that holiday snack by the handful and go walk away. Like I that to me is is my absolute favorite snack. It's also really easy to make in bulk and really easy to package up and give away as like a fun gift. Like if you go into a friend's house and you just want to bring a little kind of something special, but bacon's too complicated. Christmas trash is, is, is the best thing on planet earth right now. I love that.
4: Going back to making sugar cookies. uh, Is there a trick to not making them uh, concrete? Cause they always come out super hard when we do them.
3: Well, so I think you got to make them thin. Like that's the thing about it, right? You, so if, if, because there, there is a, a decent amount of sugar, which means once the, once the sugar starts to, starts to melt, right? When, when the, because the, the, the batter itself is, is like, uh, it's like, like, um, like, um, like, I'm gonna say wallpaper paste, but I know it sounds bad to compare that to cookies. But it's, it's like it's pliable, right? So you can kind of scoop it, and then you really kind you really want to roll it out, and you want to roll them out relatively thin, and then you want to balance it out with the royal icing on top, and that's that powdered sugar water recipe um, that it that you can uh, spoon uh, on top, or you can kind of put into small little piping bags and make really kind of pretty decorations. We also have this va- variation, which is kind of fun where we make tie dye versions of that, where you take the royal icing and you, let's say, you've got a, a white version of that, you got a green version of that, and you got a purple version, and you can kind of get this with food coloring. And you pour them equally in like three parts in a bowl. And then you take the sugar cookie and then kind of drop it into all three colors at the same time. And then give it a little simple twist. And when you kind of pull it out, you have a tie dye cookie which I think is really kind of pretty, but I think sugar cookies are really great. How you make them not so, so concrete is to roll them out relatively thin where they kind of snap. And then with the Royal icing, you kind of get that melt on top of it. So the best of both worlds, but I think sugar cookies are kind of what you leave for Santa, right? That's the, that's the thing you leave laying around. And especially because you, you get a chance to kind of watch your kids' handiwork if they're making wreaths. or they're making like stockings or Santa Claus hats. They get to draw silly faces. And I think sometimes those are just adorable. Um, but I, I think those are great. Really, really easy to make and 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 fun for the whole family.
4: I had a tie dye cookie at a Grateful Dead show one time, and uh, things did not end up well for me. Let me just say that.
3: <laughs> I've had a couple of those. Yeah. All <laughs> I've right. Had a couple well, of those. I had a couple of brownies. You know what I mean?
4: Yeah. We should do a yeah. whole episode on on that. Maybe when um, we should. We don't get we arrested should. for it, I guess. No. We we live we live in California. It's yeah. All, it's we all can different. do it. Totally. Uh, all right. We're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're talking everything dessert frosting boards yep that's the thing that's oh, a new thing yep it's a new thing on tiktok and also we are going to have someone from godiva chocolates on the show don't go anywhere you're listening to two dudes in a kitchen No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty, beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com.
4: All right, we're back at Two Dudes in a Kitchen. We're doing the um, the Sugar and Spice and Everything Nice episode just in time for Christmas. And let's bring in uh, Jenny Hutt. You're a radio host, author, television host. You're a lawyer, Uh, you're also very, very, uh, good in the kitchen. What don't you do, Jenny?
5: You left out that I'm an inventor and that kind of hurts my feelings.
4: I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) What what (laughs) have you invented?
5: So I invented a kind of reading glasses. They're called bunny eyes and they're wearable, tiltable and flippable. And they're, I mean, so you could like take them off. You can hold them in your hand like this. So I made them so that when I got my hair colored, I could hold them. Or if I just flip one temple, I could lie on my side and the temple wouldn't dig in the side of my head. This is what happens when you're (laughs) over 40.
3: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I well. Congratulations on that. Thank That's you. What the, those are awesome. Thanks, I love them. Tyler. Thank so, you. Very cool. How you doing? By the
5: way, I'm I'm doing okay. I'm I'm all set for all the holidays.
4: So the holidays, obviously, Christmas is uh, is coming up. Do you have a favorite recipe to make for uh, for the holidays, Jenny?
5: I don't know that I have a favorite recipe. I love bread. I love butter. I love everything carby. I love noodles. I make a great pasta with sauce and like mozzarella balls. And cause they're just my, one of my favorite foods are the little, what's the name of them? The actual name of the little, like their golf ball size, almost. Bocconcini. Uh-huh. Those. Oh my God. Yeah. I like a hot and cold mixture so you go hot hot sauce and usually a little Uh spicy in the sauce and then and I learned from Alex Gordashelli to put a tiny bit of sugar in a spicy tomato sauce to take down the heat a little bit and then I throw in the mozzarella balls and the fresh parmesan cheese Mm, that's my favorite
3: Sugar is that my secret weapon when it comes to seasoning food that a lot of people don't think about, right? Mm -hmm. So your tongue, your tongue responds to spicy, sour, salty, sweet, right? So if you're tasting something, uh, and my wife is actually really, really good at seasoning things now, because you know, 15 years of hanging out together, she's, you know, I've I've tasted every every soup and sauce she's ever made, right? So, so uh, what the counterbalance something that might feel like like good but not delicious a little bit of sugar, a little bit, a little splash of acid, a little bit of lemon juice Mm will take the flavor profiles of what you're working on and unlock layers of flavor that weren't even there two seconds ago. So especially when it comes to acidic tomato sauces, and if you add a little bit of chili, it's also a really good saving grace. If you've added maybe a little too much chili, right? Or maybe if you think something's a little on the salty side, you want to counterbalance that with the other side of your flavor palette and that's just a little bit of sugar and not a lot, just like, you know, a a quarter teaspoon, right? Just enough to sort of kind of balance it out, smooth it out really kind of dig into that mid palate, that really yummy mid palate. Yeah. And, uh, I, I think it's, it's a great tip. So if you're seasoning things and you feel like you're kind of stuck, it's like, okay. Um, just let's add it and you, uh, and add a little bit, you can always you add more, but you can't take it out. Right. Mm-hmm. So just add a little bit of sugar, give it a stir and go, Oh my God, that's delicious. And a little bit more, you'll know when to stop. Right. When, as soon as you can taste the sugar, stop. Right. But it's gotta be enough where it really kind of like, it's really more of a balance uh, technique than anything else.
4: This was something that you taught, um, uh taught me on worst cooks and it's such a, a like a valuable lesson real quick like if something's too spicy how do you fix it if something's too sour how do you fix it if something's too salty how do you fix it And something too sweet how do you fix it
3: well well it, it's really just a, like thinking about your arsenal right i mean so, so, sometimes you can dilute it right like if it's too salty you know and you can add another can of tomatoes right to add you know, kind of bulk it out um, and sort of thin out the the, the level of sodium that's inside of that. I think that's really important. Sometimes you got a little splash of water, right? To kind of like thin it out a little bit to sort of kind of disperse the the, the sodium levels or the chili levels. Um, but then think about the other tools you got in your arsenal, right? Spicy, sour, salty, and sweet. So if you're seasoning something with just salt, you're really kind of leaving a couple of other opportunities on the table, right? So a little splash of acid again will wake up a flavor profile and make things nice and bright and fresh. And a little bit of sugar, again, will season the salt like salt season sugar and sugar season salt so you put both those together in combination it's the reason that like peanut butter brittle is so good it's the reason thai food is so good right because you've got this like explosive flavor combination of all of these like things kind of going off in your tongue at the same time and it's just really really great so so if if you feel like and we should do a whole show on how to save stuff yeah right because i think that's a lot of opportunity because sometimes people cook and they feel like they've gone too far with it, right? And then what do you do now? Um, but I, I think that's really great. But just think about spicy, sour, salty, sweet. I always keep a bowl of lemons in the kitchen, right? And so if you're, I mean, like like you know, savory flavors, sweet flavors, a little splash of lemon makes everything taste delicious, makes everything taste better, and it sort of smooth, you know, uh, makes the flavors taste brighter, right? And, and and then also smooths out everything too, and really kind of affects the mid palate. When you get really good at it, your tongue will tell you what you're not tasting. When you get really good at it.
4: I'm not really good at it yet, but I'm <laughs> I'm learning.
3: Well, we will, bro. We will. I mean, so as yeah. we kind of go along with this, and this is the fun thing about two dudes in the kitchen and, and, uh, and Jenny, uh, as our, as our guest on today, we get a chance to talk about all this kind of fun stuff and, uh, especially around the holidays. Right. And, yeah. and Jenny, so we, we just wrapped up Thanksgiving yes. um, and we, and we got Christmas right in front of us right now. What are you making other, other besides desserts and stuff like that? Like, what are you making for the holidays?
5: I thought you were gonna ask me about my my frosting board because you know. Yeah. Well, tell me trend. about that. Well,
3: t- tell me about that too. Tell me about okay. that too, because like I think the frosting board's kind of on fire. Everybody's making one right now. Yeah.
5: I know. So I TikTok I, viral. Look, I'm not going to say I was the first one to do the frosting board, but I kind of think I might have been the first one to do the frosting board. And I think this because there were other influencers and yeah, I said other, which means I'm calling myself an influencer, an influencer light, if you will. But there were other people, with more followers who did it after I did it. And then like my followers were typing, Jenny Hutt did that. Jenny did that. Blah, blah, blah. Look, look. And then I was not going to start fights. But anyway, That butterboard trend started the whole thing where people were putting all, I think it was Justine from Justine Snacks started the butterboard. Then I was like, well, I don't really care about the butterboard as much as I love bread and butter. I don't need a butterboard, but like, I don't know, frosting and some cookies and some pretzels. Like I could get behind that. So I took some frosting from a canister because I'm a hack and I put it on a lovely heart-shaped wooden cutting board. And then I surrounded it with all different kinds of cookies from Biscoff to Nutter Butters to Oreos to vanilla wafers. And then of course I added pretzels because if you've not had a pretzel dipped in vanilla frosting, then you haven't lived.
3: Mm, mm. Because there's sweet. that sweet
5: and salty, yeah. yeah. Salty sweet, salty That's sweet. Right. It's
3: delicious. There you go. There you have,
4: go. Have you taken this frosting board like out to parties? Have you <laughs> on uh, the road? If you were, yeah. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> I have not only because I haven't gone to a lot of parties, but I w- I mean, I totally would. People were crazy for it, and in my house, they were crazy for it.
4: Yeah. What's the best canned frosting?
5: Oh my gosh. It's either, I'm trying to think if it's the Pillsbury or that there's a Pillsbury funfetti, which I happen to think is divine. Usually the vanillas are better than the chocolate ones and they have to be the easy spreadable. So they're almost whipped.
3: Yeah. And and you, you want to leave it at room temperatures. It's pliable.
5: Oh, it has to be a room temperature. Of
3: course. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah, Clearly.
3: All right. You, you were uh,
4: a trailblazer when it came to (laughs) this frosting board. What's, what's the next TikTok trend?
5: Oh, gosh, I have no, I mean, I am, I'm really limited in the scope of what I can and cannot accomplish. So I'm not sure. But I actually I did think of something I will take now that we're post Thanksgiving, I will tell you this other thing that I made that I, I, Tyler, if you steal this, I am for sure it's I'm saying it was mine first. You take left. Okay, you take leftover turkey and you chop, 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 chop. Everything tastes better chopped chop it. Like you have no teeth. Like it's that chopped. Then you saute it in a pan. And so it's hot and delicious. Then you take a bag of frozen vegetables, like the organic frozen vegetables, the chopped carrots, it's chopped carrots, celery, peas, and corn. And you either saute it or microwave it. You mix it with the Turkey. You season it really well. And you add cranberry sauce and you eat it all in a mug. And it's Thanksgiving in a mug. You're welcome.
3: (laughs) I love that, you know, and this is the thing about it, because like, I I, I don't, I don't, I don't think like leftovers need to be pretty, right? No, I think it's, it's about like kind of celebrating those flavors. Again, it's like that salty sweet combination between the cranberry sauce and then the, Mm -hmm. like the well-seasoned turkey and those vegetables for good crunch. I think that's great. There's no shame in that game. Like Mm -hmm. you've got, you've got your big fuzzy socks on, you know, you got your feet kicked up watching a good movie over the holidays and you're just like, like tearing through this mug of yummy stuff. Good on you. I think that's great. Yeah. Now here, here's better
5: in a mug. now here, yeah. here
3: here's I'm gonna give you one back right and okay. and you heard it here first you could totally do this because I haven't done it yet but I was thinking about what could be another really good board idea you heard it here first the baked potato board <gasps> right oh, it's or mashed potato board it could be a mashed potato board but I think the mashed potatoes will get cold okay mm. but but and but I I think there's some there's some there there my friend I like where you're going with that right <laughs> but, but 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 so following this. So, so baked potato board, right? So you take new potatoes, like small little golf ball sized new potatoes, you put them in a pot of water, salt, garlic, bay leaf, simmer them until they're soft, okay, drain them in a colander, um, and then put them onto a sheet pan and then use the back of a a glass and mash them till they kind of get like sort of flat where they're, Mm -hmm. they're kind of pretty and kind of crusty and kind of, you know, they look like they're nice and mashed a little bit of extra virgin olive oil, put them back in the oven and bake them until they're crispy, okay? So that's the potato part of the baked potato board. Now the board, you're gonna take sour cream. You can go creme fraiche if you wanna get fancy with it, right? That's gonna be the, the base smear. And then you, then you wanna add like cheddar cheese, bacon, green onion, um, salt, pepper, olive oil, you know, it could, could be, you get those salsa on top of it, whatever you want to. Right. And then you take the hot pot- crunchy potatoes and then you smush it through all the yummy baked potato flavors. And then you snack away. Cause you, you just make like little baked potato spoons.
5: Oh my God. Oh my God. This what is every also... episode
4: wait. with him. I Hold have to on. listen to this and I'm like, I gotta go eat. I'm hungry.
3: I could do this all day long. I could <laughs> I could write recipes all day long. Tyler.
5: What yep. if half the board you do sweet potato and then you have some brown sugar and you have some marshmallow fluff and some marshmallows. Mm.
3: This is, this is, this is the wonderful world about, uh, you know, like good foodie people getting together and sharing ideas. We could do this mm-hmm. all day long. I think it's actually kind of fun too, right? Okay. So sweet potatoes. And then you got marshmallows, Oh, dig it, right? So you take marshmallows, right? Yeah, you take marshmallows. <laughs> throw, yeah, throw them into a baking dish, right? And then just kind of pop them into the oven under the broiler and just kind of let that, that – uh, you can could, you could make a s'more board. Yeah. Oh. We could rip on this all day long.
4: Yeah. Well, Jenny, thank you so much for stopping by uh, Two Dudes in the Kitchen. It's been thank wonderful you. chatting with you. Um, and also, everyone out there, stop stealing her <laughs> frosting idea. If people want to go watch the original – the OG frosting video. What's your uh, What's your TikTok and where can people find you?
5: My TikTok is at Jenny Hut. My Instagram is just Jenny Hut. And my podcast is just Jenny with Jenny Hut. So, yeah.
3: I love that. I love it. It's great. And ke- ke- keep on innovating. I think this stuff is so interesting. <laughs> and I really, really respect TikTok, right? Because it's kind of opened up the world for... You know, for creatives, just to just share what—not necessarily recipes, but kitchen wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. Like what's working for you at home in your kitchen. And I think that's such a great way to connect with a lot of people. And and you, you make it so easy, and you make it fun. And I could watch that video over and over again.
4: Thank you, Jenny. Take have a uh, wonderful holiday.
5: Thank you, you guys. Thank you so much. Take good care. Take
4: care. care. All right. Up next on Two Dudes in a Kitchen, we have. Uh, Dorothy Kern on the show right now, a professional food blogger for over 10 years. That sounds like the greatest job ever.
0: It's pretty, it's pretty amazing.
4: (laughs) How did you get started in doing this?
0: Um, it was, I kind of fell into it by accident. My daughter was going to kindergarten, wanted to find something to do. A friend mentioned pioneer woman started reading, you know, food blogs and then just started. It took me a few years to realize that it was actually more than just a journal. and then. that's where I, I just kept working on it. And now I am where I am today.
3: Well, Dorothy, what what I really like about this, because there's more than one avenue uh, 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 to, to be recognized and respected in the food community now. And I, I think a lot of folks um, that start off with with food blogs. Um, they end up getting a cookbook deal, right? Mm-hmm. They ended up they they end up uh, as a guest judge on some food network show, mm-hmm. and I think it's a really really great way to kind of express your creativity and your passion for food. And I think what could be a, a, a fun story for a lot of people to listen to. A, hey, I'm dining here. What, what are you making for for the holidays?
4: Well, I w- was watching some of your your videos, and you know originally it was all about the charcuterie boards and mm-hmm. like, that big trend, and yeah. now things have changed to butter <laughs> yeah. boards, and then I was. Mm-hmm watching one of your videos and it wasn't butter boards, but it was kind of similar. Tell everyone kind of, uh, kind of, uh, what you've been doing.
0: Yeah. Um, I made a Christmas tree frosting board and it yeah. kind of went a little crazy on Instagram. Um, it just, you know, I was thinking like I made a couple of butter boards and I thought, Oh my gosh, these are good. This is disgusting. It's like eating a stick of butter, but it was act- they were actually really good. And, um, it was put enough to good toppings on there. And it's like, hmm, it's like having butter on bread. And, Um, Being a dessert blogger, of course, I went sweet with those and then was trying to think, you know, what other things can you do um on a board and frosting kind of you know is a natural progression because i love who doesn't love cookies and frosting especially at the holidays.
3: sometimes it's good to be polarizing with that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 you're not boring, right? right. And, and that's like i think definitely kind of putting a really good fun idea out there um that's obviously kid friendly, right? Mm-hmm. It's obviously yep. going to be the um uh the the, the focus of uh a, a dessert buffet, right? Mm-hmm. For the holidays yep. everyone's yep. going to think about it and i i think um what i really Love about TikTok now. There's some there's some terrible ideas floating around TikTok. <laughs> yes, chicken and Nyquil. There's some real yeah. doozies out there, right? Right. But I think I, I think the the innovative ideas that are that are simple, perfect. Like I get so much as as a guy has written like 17 cookbooks. I get so much FOMO from from like g- great ideas that I really wish I came up with. And I think I think the 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 Christmas tree frosting board is kind of one of those like simple things. Like that is just genius. It really yeah. And, um, really
0: yeah. and you can edit it for anything. You could do it any holiday and you can make it homemade. You can I mean I did you know there's no shame in the semi homemade games. You could totally like if you're not like into like mixing your own frosting you can use a can of frosting it's fine. Kids aren't gonna care. Um but you can also make homemade if you want.
3: Yeah, totally. I, I, I just, the first time I saw that video, I'm like, that is absolutely genius. And it's like this iteration thing to kind of start, again, started off with butter, then moved into like cream cheese boards were kind of mm-hmm. popular. And then, uh, and now I think the frosting riff on this is just really exciting. It's fun. Yeah. 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 I want I to try Nutella also. Ooh. Yeah. Nutella. Yeah. yeah. Anything that's smearable, I think you yes. can make a board out of it, right? <laughs> yeah. Mashed 100%. potato board. Yeah. A mashed potato board sounds fun. Yeah.
0: Right? Yeah. That would be absolutely. actually fun.
3: Yeah, I love that. That's great. Awesome.
4: Now I'm just hungry. <laughs> we needed some female energy in Two Dudes in a Kitchen. It was getting a little broy. I think.
3: It's, it's not just Two Dudes in a the Kitchen. It just,
4: yeah, we're, we're, there's there's plenty,
3: plenty of seats at the table,
4: so we're yeah. happy to have you. Welcome, welcome. Awesome.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
4: All right, up next on Two Dudes in a Kitchen, we have the immensely talented Chef Terry on the show. You've been with Godiva since 1988, is that right?
6: That is correct. In 1988, that was my first day, my first year here at, at the company. So, yeah, 34 years and loving every single day of it. So, How does one get a job at Godiva? Um, it, it's not easy. Um, you know, first and overall, yeah, you need to have at least, you know, if you want to be a chef at Godiva, you need to have the proper background. So for me, I did uh, a uh, traditional apprenticeship in Belgium. And uh, so, yeah, I had my company for a while. And then, uh, you know, Godava saw me in the show and they needed Master Chocolatier to lead their R&D team. And I started in
4: 1988. Can you answer this for me? What makes Belgian chocolate so special? Oh
6: it's it's it, the chocolate itself, you know it's it's the bean blend. It's the way that the chocolate is processed. It's you know uh, it's the balance in the chocolate itself. Um, for us, for example, we have a proprietary bean blend for Godiva, and the way that we are processing the chocolate, especially the roasting part of it, mm. is is a secret that very few people in the company know, okay? But that gives you that sequential experience and those undertone notes that are the signature of the brand. For example, for us, for our dark chocolate, it's red berry and big brownie notes, okay?
1: Mm-hmm.
6: So every chocolatier in Belgium has a little bit their signature in their curvature, okay? Uh, but it's a tradition in the country. You know, it's part of, I think it's part of the blood type of the Belgian people is to have chocolate in their veins, something mm-hmm. like that.
3: I love that, and and a lot of people. When when you, when you taste a well balanced chocolate that that comes from uh, many different origins, a lot mm-hmm. like the way you'll 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 drink a coffee, right? That, mm-hmm. That's a blend of you know Sumatra and, and Jakarta mm-hmm. and like South American beans, right? Chocolate is very very similar, and the terroir makes all the difference in the world. If you ever get a chance to taste single origin chocolates, mm-hmm. your mind will be blown mm-hmm. about how different chocolate can taste. Citrus, nut, mm. brownie, these like really mm. kind of wonderful terroir notes in this. And, and then, and then you, you take those individual cacao beans and you blend them together to create your signature balanced flavor profile. Mm. And it's sort of like an editorial process, a lot like making wine.
6: Absolutely. And you can see the Grand, the, the grand Château in France, that's what they do. You know, uh, champagne has five different genomes of grapes in, to make the champagne to have that particular flavor profile. It's the same for us. You know, Godiva is 96 years old, and, and that bean blend has been uh, very, very closely guarded, you know, because it's a signature, it's a swoosh of Godiva, you know? Um, and yes, we have elected to, to do a, a bean blend to keep that signature, to have that profile, but it's not only the cacao beans, it's also how you process it, the roasting time, the roasting temperatures, you know, how you count, you know, um, our chocolate is gone for a long time to have that smoothness and that balance. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're going to find in Godiva chocolate. It's the balance, the sequential experience. You know, that's the white table experience.
4: What's the best time of year to enjoy chocolate, you think?
6: Uh, winter, definitely. You know, it's a it's a winter food. Mm-hmm. Well, for me every time in the year, right? It's a yeah. food group for me, right? Right. <laughs> so uh, not specifically, but, you know, during the holidays, it's all about sharing. It's all about spending time with the loved ones. You know, it's all about those brown notes and, you know, uh, the evergreens. And, and the aromatics of chocolate fits very well in all this. You know, it, it, it's, it's a perfect harmony, but it's not only, you know, to share with the family, you know? Uh, You can be selfish sometimes. The holidays can be a little bit stressful and nothing better than sit down, having your best, you know, your favorite beverage and have a little piece of chocolate and and just let yourself go into the experience, the sequential experience.
3: And chef, I always think it's that one little upgrade. If you're if you really like making cookies and, and let's just say you normally make the the recipe on the back of the bag of the chi- mm. the chips that you buy from the grocery store if you upgrade and actually get a really wonderful chocolate and let's just use say you use the same cookie mm. recipe mm. but but the the quality of the chocolate you use you take that upgrade level you've yeah. never made better cookies right it's so explosively delicious especially with something like godiva uh,
6: i totally agree with you chef and and you know that better than anybody you know the quality of your ingredients is essential, right? Um, you can use a compound coating, okay? A, a fake chocolate, sure, you will do chocolate chip cookie, but it's, it's not going to taste good. It's a sequential experience. You, you are, you're finishing with your cookie and then the chocolate comes in and then you find those brownie notes, you find those berry notes and, and it's a romance. It, it's, it's, it's an experience.
3: All right, chef. Let's talk about chocolate chip cookies for a second, because I think that's the base note of every really good you know, chocolatier, right? Mm-hmm. It's like how do you mm-hmm. how do you transcribe that into something that everybody can get their head around, right? So, so uh, two two quick questions: chewy or crispy? That's the first one.
6: Mm-hmm. Well, chef, I have a recipe actually that combines both, chewy and crispy.
3: Walk me through that because that's the holy grail. If you can have something that's crispy on the outside and you break it in, in mm. half and it's gooey, tell everybody how you get that. Uh,
6: okay. It, it's all about the sugar that you're using. Okay. So you can do your regular, you know, chocolate chip cookie batter. Okay. But then in that, in that batter, you can uh, use Damara sugar. Okay. Which is a larger, rougher um, croissant size. Okay. And it's less refined. So when now, so it has those brown notes. It's a little bit less sweet. Okay. So now you have your, your soft cookie. And then suddenly you're going to the Damara sugar. Okay. And you find that in your grocery store. It's pretty available. And then now you have the crispiness into it. So it's soft and crispy. And it's all in the balance of how much sugar you're putting in there and the type of Damara sugar that you can find. I so
3: love you that. Can, so, yeah. Go ahead. So, so you, you you get you get the best of both worlds. That that to me is always that that because I, I I like a good crispy cookie. I prefer a chewy mm. cookie. I like a yeah. but if you can get like if I can get my teeth into it and get that crunchy snap and okay. then kind of get that goo on the middle. If you can okay. nail that, I think it's always just the pinnacle of the cookie world.
6: But also, chef, one one thing is that it's a temperature that you're baking your cookie at. Okay, if you go with a very warm batter into your oven they're going to be flat it's more like a pancake than a cookie. Chill them off before you start baking, then you have that beautiful mound. okay and now you can go to the layers and on top of that, if you put some good either or you know good quality chocolate in your in your cookie now you have the experience. And it's inviting because it's round, it's bombed up, you know, you go to the different layers, you know, you, ex- you experience that crispiness and here you go. You can have both.
3: And and I, I love that. And let's switch gears to, to chocolate-covered strawberries. And I think that that's kind of one of those really super elegant desserts that I think a lot of people like. They want to try to make it at home. Um, but there's a certain okay. technique when it comes to like, like tempering chocolate. Mm. Is, is there an easy way to do that? Could you describe like what seeding means when it comes to tempering chocolate? Or how can people make really, really nice chocolate-covered strawberries at home?
6: Okay. Um, it is not easy. Okay. I, I'm going to premise everybody. It's not easy to do. But um the rule of thumb is two-thirds one-third one third, okay so you take your chocolate two-thirds you will melt it okay be careful chocolate will burn uh above 110 degrees Fahrenheit and and white it's even lower than that okay mm-hmm. and milk also so be gentle you can but- you can melt it in the microwave you can't
3: yeah. And, and so, Chef, you, you want to encourage people to, to get a, a, a chocolate thermometer on Amazon. They're not very expensive, but if you really want to get mm-hmm. into this, and a lot of people kind of geek out mm-hmm. on certain chocolate things. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think this could be kind of like one of those new trends that we could kind of kickstart mm-hmm. with a very, very simple technique on how to get the chocolate right. Right. And, and temperature is everything.
6: Oh, uh, with chocolate, it's all about, you know, crystallization and, and tempering. So two-thirds, one third. So you melt your chocolate, then marry if you want, but don't let your water boil, right? Well, then you're going to put moisture in your chocolate. So boil the water, put your container, you know, shut off the, the, the heat source, let the chocolate melt, nice, nice and fluid. And then if you take a thermometer at that point, you measure your chocolate should be around 105, 110 degrees, okay? Milk around 100, white around 95, okay? Nice and melted. Then you put your third of solid chocolate in there and you start to stir it, okay? So you take it out of the bain-marie on your table, nice and you stir. And with your thermometer, you look and you should be, okay, around 86 degrees, okay? 84, depending of your chocolate and the cocoa butter content around 84 to 86 degrees, okay? Nice and stir. But chef, what is critical, is the outside temperature okay? If your kitchen is an oven and very hot, okay, it, it, it will fail. Your room temperature should be around seventy degrees. Uh-huh. Okay, so thirds one third melt, one hundred and ten degrees. Put the one third in, drop it to eighty six degrees, and mixing gently uh, constantly. And your chocolate should be seeded tempered. Okay. Uh-huh. Dip your strawberry. strawberry needs to be dry, okay? very,
3: very dry, yeah, very,
6: very dry. So, and not coming out of the refrigerator, okay, room mm-hmm. temperature. Okay. Then you dip it, you put it on a, a silt pad or, you know, a parchment paper. Do not put that in the refrigerator right away. You will bloom the chocolate immediately. It's what we call shocking, yeah. right? So outside 15, 20 minutes, okay. And in about five minutes, three to five minutes, your chocolate should become solid. So from liquid to solid. If it doesn't, that means it's not tempered. So you dip one, you look three to five minutes, it's solid. Okay, I can dip the rest of it, okay? And you have around 10 to 15 minutes to dip your strawberries. So two-thirds, one-third, you know, 110, 86, room temperature, 70 degrees, uh, strawberry, 70 degrees dry, dip outside five ten minutes when the chocolate is solid then you can put it in the refrigerator
3: now chef and so that's technically the classic way to do that and and if, if everybody wants to kind of geek out on that stuff and some people like that kind of thing what's what's the super easy thing they can get from the grocery store like coverture things like that
6: uh so you know come to us <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah, Love that. you
6: know, order from us. Um, yeah. Listen, um, for example, our curvature, okay, it's a fifty-three percent cacao, okay, our dark one, and we specifically picked up that cocoa content, okay, uh, because it's a mid-range and it's pleasing a lot of people. But here again, the technique, the the cocoa beans, and so forth and so on, are very important. So don't go too high in your cocoa content, because higher than you go, more difficult it is to temper. You have more cocoa butter in there. OK, so go to your grocery store, come to whatever um, and, you know, buy yourself a good creature. Invest in your ingredients. OK, and yeah, and then go into your kitchen and try
4: last thing chef terry um when i think of the holidays i think of cold weather which makes me think of sitting by the fire with a cup of hot cocoa what is your perfect hot cocoa recipe
6: um it's it's called godiva cocoa okay (laughs) (laughs) okay If, if you if you want no we do have okay yeah It depends how much time you have and how much involving you want to be, okay? Here again, same thing. We have a very good uh, hot cocoa and mint hot cocoa for the holidays. What you can do also is you can take milk or any kind of dairy or dairy substitute, okay? And uh, you bring to a skull, so don't boil it, okay? Um, And so around 195 degrees Fahrenheit, and then you put uh, pieces of chocolate inside and then you whisk, okay? It's going to take a while for solid chocolate to really dissolve into your into your berry. Um, and how much? That's up to you. Is it dark? Is it white? Is it milk? It's up to you. And what I do generally is that, okay, I melt my chocolate, taste it. Hmm, I want a little bit more cacao today. I'll put a little bit more inside, okay? Um, and uh, yes, and then you can you know, top it or you know what, do whatever you want with it. But that's why we created that hot cocoa in a powder, because we made it easier for customers to do, because you will be whisking for three or four minutes before your chocolate dissolves into the chocolate into the, the dairy. Mm-hmm.
4: All right, so for the holidays, this is what I've learned. Uh, go to Godiva and get all your chocolate necessities
3: yeah. <laughs> i love that so yeah. so, sh- so okay. chef, yeah. I, I got i got this really good kind of like hi- hybrid idea with all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff because this, this is what my brain works right mm-hmm. so you, are you guys familiar with olfogato right so it's ice yeah. cream and espresso right yeah, yeah. so <clears throat> if you take vanilla ice cream like leave it out at room temperature mm-hmm. let it get sort of pliable right yeah. take a crush crushed candy cane yeah right mm-hmm. like if you've got like a candy cane sash laying around yeah Hold that in, right? Yeah. So, so it's nice and evenly dispersed, yeah. and you, you want to make sure the candy canes are kind of finely ground down, yeah. and then take the whole bowl, throw that in, into the freezer, right? So we're gonna be scooping right. this a little bit later, right? <clears throat> make a really, really good hot chocolate, right? Right. So now you so and and then to take bowls that you want to serve mm. them in, make sure they're frozen too. So mm. so you're, you're gonna get a little bit of play time between yeah. the hot hot chocolate and 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 the now candy cane ice cream.
6: Yeah.
3: You know I'm well, going I, with this?
6: Oh
4: my god! Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Cocoa. Yeah. So this is like candy cane, ice cream, Coco Gato.
4: Wow.
6: I love this idea.
4: Uh, Chef Terry, thank you so much, man, for stopping by and, and talking uh, chocolate to us. And now I'm very, very hungry for dessert.
6: <laughs> thank you so much for inviting me. It was a pleasure. And uh, yeah, we, we, can, we can continue. And by the way, if you want recipes, uh, they're on uh, godiva.com. So you can see all kinds of recipes from hot cocos to funky stuff, pour crème, and things like that. So uh, Cookies. Have-
3: we're, we're, and chef, is that cookie recipe on there too?
6: No, but I can send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> bit, I like bit your of a, uh, Yeah, a bit, bit of a secret, but uh, I can send it to you.
3: Oh, perfect. That'd be great. We'd love to see that.
6: Okay. All right. Cool. Okay. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a great day now.
3: Yeah,
4: right, happy chef. holidays.
3: Happy holidays.
4: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, dude, this was fun, man.
3: I, I, as always, my friend, Two Dudes in a Kitchen, and we'll see everybody next week. See you guys. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at Two Dudes
4: in a Kitchen. Make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. <laughs> we'll take that, and we'll see you guys next time. See you next time
1: treat, cure, or prevent any disease.